What is up, everybody? Welcome back to TMT Time. I'm your host, Evan Rothstein. Today's guest wears many hats, and I'm very excited for this because we're going to bring some uh, musical aspect to TMT Time for the very first time. I am talking about Dan Binstock out in D.C. Dan, how are you doing today? Very good. Thank you. You said multiple hats, and I didn't know if it's because I'm bald and I'm yeah. always trying to cover <laughs> yeah. it up. Yes, I could have gone there too. A lot of people like to comment on the fact that I have not cut my hair since COVID. So if you have a hair envy, it's okay to talk about it on the podcast. <laughs> yes, I'd like to focus on that for the next 30 minutes. Yeah. Um, all right. So Dan is, well, I'll let him introduce himself, but I'm going to tease it a little bit. Dan is a legal recruiter that helps partners and partner groups move from one firm to another. So like my firm to another firm or another firm to my firm. But in, in he moonlights though. Uh, and not because he is bald, he moonlights because he is an incredibly talented musician and has developed somewhat of a, a following, more of a following than TMT time, if you will. So Dan, with that introduction, go ahead and actually introduce yourself to our listeners. Yes, um, my name is Dan Binstock and I am a, for, let's see, for my day job, I am a recruiter with Garrison and System where I'm a co-owner of the company. We're based in Washington, D.C., we work with firms all over the country um, doing lateral partner moves, group moves, things like that, um, in-house searches, you know, everything dealing with experienced lawyers. Um, and during the evening, as you mentioned, I I started during the pandemic um, playing piano again, which I hadn't done for many years. And it kind of blossomed into this new different element all right, let's 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 start with the latter, and come back to the former. Yeah, the latter being the, the, who cares about the former? <laughs> everyone? Everyone talks about recruiting. Okay, all right. Well, no, it's not on TMT time. So for those oh. that are listening, we'll get into it. But he's got a great website, lateralpartners.com. Uh, for those of you that are getting itchy in the seat in the saddle, if you will, uh, Dan is a great resource for you to reach out to. But uh, the fun I part here we go. Yeah. I want to talk about the fact that you have a TikTok. You're, I think you're about my age, maybe a little older. How you are you? bald. Uh, 43. Oh, see, uh, thank you. I'm I'm 48. Yeah, see, uh, anybody at our age is like, any one more day older is like, oh. I was right. talking, talking to my friend today, and I was like, well, today I had to sit down to take my socks off, so that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I get out of breath from trying to like tie yeah. my shoes. Um, so, anyways, at nighttime, Dan has a TikTok account, like a very active TikTok account. Uh, tell us about it. Yeah. So, right before um, we were scheduled to go to Florida for a family vacation this past winter break, and we found out that my daughter had COVID. So, we had to cancel the trip and we were all stuck in the house, not doing much. This is when, uh, you know, Omicron was really, uh, wait, is it, um, I forgot the name. Yeah. It's was Omicron. it this winter? Yeah. Yeah. Omicron. Yeah. Omicron. yeah. Um, and we were kind of stuck. So I said to my daughter, well, can, why don't we post something on TikTok? And for the longest time, they wouldn't even let me get in their TikToks. My daughters are 15 and 13. They were humiliated of me. Um, horrified. Hor who's, horrified. Who's that bald guy in your TikTok account? Exactly. The, my youngest daughter didn't want me to, to be on it because she thought everyone was going to make fun of me. 
um, which, has, you know, is proven to be accurate, but I've got thick skin and um, posted a video and it went viral and started getting, you know, a couple million views. And that's insane. Th- a yes. couple million views, a couple million views. And then posted. Was this on things. your daughter's account? No, this was on my account. I oh, okay. created something. Okay. Yeah, I created something. And I posted like a few videos that just didn't do anything. My whole goal was to want to get to 1,000 subscribers so that I could go live and have people watch me and take requests. My favorite thing in the world is to take requests and play songs that people throw at me. It just, I don't know why it's so fun for me. I've always done it since I was a kid. And so- Wait, let's stop there because we, we haven't yeah. told people what what is your special talent? My special talent is I have perfect pitch and something called uh, chromesthesia, which is a version of synesthesia, which means that whenever I hear something, it converts into um, kind of a color or a texture in my mind that's associated with a note. And then I can instantly turn that into a note on the piano by playing whatever I've heard. That is incredible. And I feel like I've read a fiction novel where the hero in the novel has that. Um, um, so you, you're, do you know who I'm talking about? No. Is, uh, it's a, I, I it's like it's a, it's a bestseller fiction novel author. I almost want to say it's like, like a David Baldacci type novel where, really? so you, where you see colors. It is. Actually, it is a David Baldacci novel. And the guy's name, I believe, is Amos Decker. Huh. Yeah. Is he like a, a, a detective or something? Yeah, he's a detective and he see he hears or sees colors, which is the former of what you're describing. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So um, and so I started doing this like during the pandemic to back up a, a little bit. This was in April of 2020 when we were all stuck in our houses. Uh, we couldn't go anywhere. I just turned on my phone and did a Facebook live and said, just throw me whatever songs you want to hear. I'll play them. And so people started doing that. And that in and of itself started getting spread around and people really enjoyed it. And then I couldn't really do much with it because it was Facebook and there were limitations to what I could do in terms of the sound and things like that. But then in, gosh, November of 2020, Zoom upgraded its functions to allow musicians to perform in a way that didn't have as much lag uh, in terms of the bandwidth. And so I was able to hire some people to really do a pretty good setup. And then I posted on Facebook one day saying, if anyone's looking to do something for a holiday party, let me know, I'll take requests and play piano. And the next day I got booked like six times. And since then I've done like probably uh, over 150 events all around the world. Something Come on. Called, yeah. Virtual. On, online virtually. Yeah. It's called virtual piano party.com. And that's, um, and that's where things really started. So I started getting booked by law firms all over the country um, for, you know, like for example, Denver, I've done a bunch of events for different law firms in Denver, different bar associations and everyone's at home. And the goal is to turn it into like a, a, piano bar where it's super interactive we you know play name that tune people throw requests at me and um my goal by the end is to have everyone like literally jumping out of their chairs um having a good time 
And that's what sort of gave me the confidence to want to bring what I do on TikTok. And that's where it started bringing this full circle is in December uh, of this. So all past that year. happened before you got on TikTok. Yeah, all that happened before I got on TikTok. Wow. And that got some news coverage. Oh, yeah, I've seen the news yeah. coverage, yeah. like lo local news coverage. And then, in fact, for like the gold standard for snooty, prestigious lawyers, you were in the American lawyer. Uh, yes, yes. the Amer And that, that was about the TikTok thing. Yeah. Um, but the, the virtual piano thing got sort of, um, you know, some some original coverage. So with all of that, I think I got, you know, it gave me a little more confidence that people actually cared about this and I wasn't um, being annoying by putting stuff out there. Cause that's always a fear of mine is like, oh, I never want to overstay my welcome in any context. Like as I'm speaking right now, I'm like, all right, is this stuff going on too long? <laughs> so we got to wrap this up yeah, here. Exactly. <laughs> so, and then I, we posted on TikTok and it started going viral because people loved seeing my daughter try to stump me with a song and me playing a song. And then I started posting other things and they've, it's just kind of, gone insane and they're almost like 60 million views um in less than two months holy so i i need you to post this podcast on your tiktok account yes. 60 million views yeah so are you getting booked like left and right why, why are you still working as a partner recruiter really is what this comes down to or, or are you Yes, uh, my day job's not going anywhere anytime soon. It's funny the the amount of money that you can make um, on TikTok and social media is so low. It's almost um, I feel bad for people who really invest their whole living. Not because I feel bad, but but there's such so much unpredictability with some of these social media tools in terms of what gets pushed out by the algorithms, how much money you can make. If something catches fire and goes viral, it has to follow a particular formula. There's so many things that I've learned in one month about how to appeal to the ultimate ADHD brain and what works and what doesn't work. And if people don't understand that social media is not about talent, it's not about performing. It's about how you can get someone's attention and keep them engaged for 10 or more seconds and tell a beginning, middle and end really quickly with a short snippet of video. That's what it's about. It's not about talent. Having talent is an interesting way to get you there. But the most talented musicians who I see on TikTok, some of them barely have any following because they haven't figured out how to appeal to the very short attention span. So I've already forgot where this was going. Me too. I, I have no <laughs> idea where we're talking. My attention span's like, wait, what? <laughs> uh, so, uh, but this is incredible. So, I, I mean, I usually, I hear stories about, and I watch my kids who watch people on YouTube constantly. Right. Um, those people make lots of money, um, but it, they must develop a following different. I mean, honestly, I'm not sure they're very talented, but they have followings. They get followings. They just bring people in with cool music and watch and being good at video games. Right. It's yeah. I, and TikTok, I haven't really, I, I'm sorry, YouTube. I haven't really done anything with YouTube yet. Um, TikTok was really the most responsive platform that I tried. And I think YouTube is, is from what I've learned, it's a slower burn and Instagram 
can happen more quickly because um, it all depends on who will uh, copy your stuff or share your stuff and give you credit. Yeah, and you got to get like the people with the blue checks, the verified. Yeah, the verified, the blue checks, exactly. And once that starts happening, it's almost like a popularity contest. Well, if someone, you know, if this, you know, uh, website cited them, then I, I need to follow this person. And if, and if this person has, you know, 3 million followers, then I need to pay attention to them. But if they only have, you know, 300, then I'm going to keep scrolling. It's almost, uh, it, it's a very crass um, no, I see of, that with it, everything. You're like, oh, only 200 people reviewed that restaurant. A thousand people reviewed this one. I'm going there. Yeah, the social proof. I mean, we all know you study social proof and the power of it, but it's like on steroids in the context of social media. So I got news for you. The TMT Time podcast is not going to be the thing that makes you <laughs> make or break it. Um, <laughs> unfortunately for both of us. All right, we're going to wrap things up here. <laughs> so, yes, listeners just heard I had Dan bring his, he said, newly purchased Casio keyboard to the taping of this podcast because and, I'm going to throw some songs out at him here shortly. Yeah, actually, actually, Casio, I always thought of Casio as like a really like, when I was a little kid, we had these little tiny plastic Casios. Then I went to the store the other day because I wanted to get a keyboard that I could carry around with me. And the one that sounded by far the best was Casio. And I, I don't know what it is about Casio, but that brand has improved its products like nothing I've ever seen. I'm not a spokesperson for Casio. <laughs> Today's TMT time yeah, is brought to you by Casio. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so is, I think Casio was a thing that in big when Tom Hanks danced on it in FAL Schwartz. I think that was yeah, that, Casio. that Casio on the ground. And, and yeah, yeah. Um, so it's, it's interesting how I still remember bringing this, you know, into brands and trademarks, which was in my prior life when I was an IP attorney, I still associated Casio with, you know, plastic, but yeah, those little, um, and even the watches, those were cool watches. Exactly. It's kind of like what Hyundai has done with their brand in some ways where they've gone up market with some cool, cool wizardry, right? Yeah. Every time I see a, a, a Hyundai, I'm like, wow, that's the sharpest. Yeah. Or now I almost instantly think I see a cool car. I'm like, that's got to be a Hyundai that they're tricking me into thinking it's. Yeah. <laughs> they have Something like else. Hyundai has like, you know, like those like moving, uh, like turn signals, and they got those cool like LED lights. I agree with you. They've kind of moved up market. Yeah, they brought. I think I heard they brought over one of the lead designers from Audi. And, yes, they uh, did. That's exactly and what and that's they did. How they and became... Kia, Kia too. That's like, that's what they did. It's smart. Exactly. So Casio must have done something like that with uh, their keyboards. All right. So you ho- you get online with Zoom with like law firms and, and companies and the people just throw out songs and you just play them or do they? Yes. So with companies or what? So with companies, uh, the, the, the virtual piano parties, these are really interesting because most of the people are super skeptical. They don't. They're just wondering, like, what what am I here for? Why do I have to come to this? And so I had to figure out a way to get people engaged. You just with... described all lawyers all the time, by the way. Exactly. And I've done a lot of these for lawyers. And, you know, what do you do when you are supposed to entertain a group of 50 people and 48 of them have their screens off and you're supposed to turn it into a fun party? <laughs> and I had to figure out basically four or five stages that I would use to get people engaged Um, And there's a formula that I follow that 
literally works, I'd say 90% of the time to get people having a great time smiling. And it, and it starts with taking very small steps. Like I don't expect people to all of a sudden become interactive with this guy with the piano. So I will play songs and I'll start off with playing songs and ask them to type in the songs. The first person to guess the song uh, gets a point. And then we'll do that for prizes. And then from there, it becomes a little bit more interactive to the point where by the end of it, we're like, you know, people are dancing, clapping their hands, um, and it's super, super engaging, but it has to happen slowly and it has to be very interactive. It can't be a performance. So the other thing that I've learned is if I'm talking more than two minutes at a time, we're playing more than two minutes or even one minute, people are going to get bored. It's got to be like a ping pong match. Wow. I'm always talking, asking questions and things like that. And, and people are just throwing out types of music, songs, artists. Songs, yeah, songs, exactly. Once they're warmed up, they're, I, they're trying to stump me with any song that they can think of. Really? Yep. All it's right, so I got, fun. I, it, I like awesome. music. My, my musical tastes are very eclectic. My favorite band, my kids would tell you, the Traveling Wilburys. Oh, okay. Only existed for a very short period of time. Yeah, I remember. I remember that uh, they were, what was the other bit? Was it like Elvis Costello was... It was Roy Orbison. That's right. And, who, before he passed away, yeah. and Jeff Wilson, and Bob Dylan, and Tom Petty. Yeah, Some brilliant, I brilliant mean, musicians. How could it not? How could it not be great? And they only were able to put out one album before people started passing away. In fact, I think everybody other than Jeff, you maybe, maybe passed away at this point. What, um, was, what was their well-known song? I remember I saw a video on. He's always uh, probably end of the line. And how's that go? End of the line. You got to put it. Did you, you bring gotta, your Spotify? You got to play it. All right, yeah, actually, end you got to play it now, period. End of the line. All right. End of the line. Maybe somewhere down the road. Oh, yeah. So now I. Uh... going to sing over that it's all right my voice is not royal ever since <laughs> yeah i can't sing either so this is like how it goes this is pretty awesome and then i think i could see people getting into this for those of the the youngers who don't know what charlie Wombers are they listen to a lot of like what is now referred to as mumble rap i also really like rap a lot <laughs> like yeah. i'm from the west coast so you i was a huge fan of the super bowl show uh this year which was awesome um, but do you get requests like that? And can you play that? Yeah. So, um, so, uh, I actually, I did a video with some, all the songs that were going to be in the, uh, and so I had to learn to play Eminem on keyboard. So the different songs were, um, so I had to actually learn how to translate Eminem's rapping into notes. So, um, if you like, for example, do you know the song rap God, rap God? I know all M&M, so if you so, want to just play it, fire away. Yeah, uh, so let's see. Um, uh, let's see. I'm going to just pull up Rap God right here, and I'll, I'll play it for you so you can hear what it sounds like. It's a lot and different then, than George Harrison and the Willers. <laughs> right, right. Ex- exactly. So this won't, this won't sound right, but this is technically what he's uh, rapping. It's... 
Yeah, I hear. So I had to sound out every note that he was singing and play, and then it goes. Um, Dre, that's Dre Day. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, Still DRE. That's uh, yeah. Mary J. Blige. Oh, yeah. Wow. Then, uh, Kendrick Lamar was. He's hard. And then there was the uh, Dre at the end, which was. Chronic 2000. That's actually really good. Uh, I love music. I love people that love music too. So you said one thing that really struck me that musicians want to play what they want to play. And you have made a talent of playing things that other people want you to play. If you could play songs or musicians that you want to play, who would that be? So my favorite musician is a guy named David Foster. And he is, um, he's mostly known nowadays for kind of uh, being on reality TV. He's been married five times, um, has kind of a, an interesting public life. But he's a genius musician, and he wrote a lot of, um, you know, 80s, 90s, 2000, like, you know, many Grammy Awards for playing piano arranging. And I love his music. Um and so my favorite type of stuff is like from the, I love 80s music and stuff that's got really good melody, kind of instrumental stuff like St. Elmo's Fire, sort of like. So that's sort of my, that, that's my favorite type of music. So play. that's like Hall and Oates almost, the 80s. Yeah, I, I, I love uh, I love Hall and Oates, all of that stuff with melody. All right, can you play Green Day? Which one? Green Day. All right, you can play a lot. It's pretty good. All right, Dan, before we we head out. And I want to give you a chance to throw out your handles on TikTok and Instagram and everything else so people know how to follow you. Sure. It's on TikTok and Instagram. It's at Piano Dad Dan. Piano Dad Dan. And otherwise, it's Virtual Piano Party, virtualpianoparty.com. And then if your partner's looking to make, this just makes me realize how like scatterbrained my life is. If you're looking to make a move, uh, lateralpartners.com. If you want a pianist, virtual piano party. If you want to show your kids, Piano Dad Dan. Um, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. This has been a pleasure, Dan, so much. Thanks for joining us. I hope people us. enjoyed it. This kind of went some different directions, but I had fun talking to you. Yeah, so did I. This is how, they all, this is how it goes here in TV Time. So appreciate your time. Thanks for joining us today. Awesome. Take care.